He's not working his legs. He's not trying to do one hip. He's not trying to shrimp out. He's just holding on. Which tells you if you're if you're James Corner, you're up a level ladder. Oh, he cut him wide open. Yeah. Oh, this instantaneous. Yeah. Referees. This is Japan. This is Japan. They're going to look at that cut. He's bloodied up. They're split wide open. Referees had it up. Yeah. Referee has said that is it. He's got that is just deep. Wow. Deep brain. So here's the one thing that's why I was going. I hate what he did. Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I am joined once again by a returning guest, fresh off his win against Vitaly, the dancing Russian Shemitov. Uh, he defeated at Ryzen 17 by TKO in the third round. With us, we have Jake Tony Monero Hune. Now, uh, I appreciate you, Jake, once again doing this interview, uh, especially on your vacation. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, so, I got it. the first thing, uh, the most important business of matter is coming out as John Travolta, Tony Monero from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever. How did that all come about? Man, you know, it, um, it just it works itself out. I, my, my missus is generally the one who picks the walkouts. So, she, uh, she got the, the uh, Tony Monero uh, Saturday Night Fever thing in her head. She's a dancer, and we just rocked with it. And uh, it worked out well, I think. Oh, no, like, the reaction was, I know when you came out with, as uh, Star Lord, the Japanese yeah. audience was a little bit, I guess, you know, like like we discussed, they weren't familiar with Star Wars for some, the Avengers and all that stuff, but they knew that song. They knew the Saturday Night Fever song when it hit. Yeah, they could do it. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm just curious to know, where did you get that snazzy suit? Uh, so, there's a, uh, there's a costume shop, right, like a couple blocks from my house in Melbourne that we live in like a real hipstery like bunch of kind of area. Ugh. There's nothing but like, like costume shops and op shop, like old like vintage stores and shit like that. So we went to a costume shop and I was like, hey, you guys got a, uh, you guys got a Saturday Night Fever shirt? And they're like, how big? Nah. <laughs> we're in the back and got it. It worked out perfect for me. I, I was going to say. I was actually going to say, yeah, I'm surprised that you had one in your size. I mean, like, it must be hard to find, like, some costumes in your size, though, right? Yeah, it's not the, it's not the easiest thing, but. Getting it done. Now we just got. We got to figure out what the hell we're gonna do for the next one. We got to make. We gotta, I got to keep stepping this game up. Oh yes. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm fly too close to the sun and then fall. Oh yeah. Well, I, I especially gotta say after Oko Sasaki uh, stole all of your thunder with the acapella chorus that he brought out. Yeah. yeah. He crushed us. I gotta step my game up now. Shit all over. I mean, yeah, yeah, like that's like everybody thought like, oh, you had the best entrance, and suddenly he comes out with an entire opera to introduce yeah. him. That was like. 
Ugh, that, that, like that, you, you couldn't compute that. It was like it was impossible. What they had to do with a bunch of a bunch of, an entire opera in cloaks. So <laughs> that's the thing. He's got that Japanese connect. Yes. Exactly. So let's talk about the fight, as you called it, the people's main event. I think it definitely delivered. A lot of people were really excited about it, and especially uh, the audience. Uh, both of you got amazing reactions, especially Shemitov. Hasn't fallen in Japan in many years. Um, uh, it's like, were you surprised by the reaction that he got when he came out? Um, you know, I was, I was I, from the weigh-ins, you know, he, got a, he was getting a really good perception from the fans. And, and, you know, the guy, um, the guy did a good job marketing himself. You know, he did a great job getting the Japanese fans behind him and doing shit like that. And, you know, hats off to him on it. But at the end of the day, his reactions and everything were great. But he still had to get in the ring and fight. And... You know, but I, I think uh, I think he got a little bit taken aback for a second when he realized we were actually in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then he switched up. He came on the throw a bit, so it was good. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, it's funny. So far, in all three of your Ryzen fights, they've all been strikers or mainly striker-type fighters. I'm curious to know, out of all of them, who hits the hardest so far? Is I'm guessing Rocky. Uh, Rocky cracks, but then uh, you get on the end of some of Jury's shots, and... Uh, yeah, you feel that. Rocky was the only one dropping. Jury was the only one dropping. So, mm-hmm. I have to go. Okay. <laughs> so, what's your, what's your, what was your um, assessment of Shemitov? You almost went full, three full rounds with him. What was your assessment of him as a fighter? Some guy who hasn't, he hasn't fallen in two years, but was on a 10-fight uh, win streak, and this was his big return fight. What was your assessment of him as somebody who just is having their first fight in many years? Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the guy, like I said, the guy, the guy can fight. You know, he came out, Threw a lot of, uh, threw a lot of like uh, kind of high risk stuff. He threw a lot of spinning stuff, you know, kind of scraped me on the head with a spinning axe, spinning heel kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, reckon, I reckon he's a pretty decent kickboxer, you know. He's um, the dude can fight, and I think he's sort of a, he's the other guy that could plug in that if they needed somebody to stand and throw with people, like they'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, uh, let's talk about the fight itself, uh, which people can uh, rewatch on Fight TV. Um, First round um, was a very interesting round because I expected it to be entirely stand up, but you took it to the ground pretty fast, and we got to see uh, we got to see uh, Jake the Grappler quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't an intentional take to the ground. I threw a head kick and ended up on my ass and had to shoot double leg off. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. But, um, at the end of the day, like I, I kind of said it in the after fight, like I'm never gonna go out there and take a guy down and lay on top of him. You know, mm-hmm. if I get on top of you. I'm gonna try and pop the face off and be in the head, and mm-hmm. you know, pop the fucking soccer kick. You know, so at the end of the day, like, I'm gonna try to keep it active, but I, I do know how to grapple, man. I've been doing this shit for ten years, you know, as a professional. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta, gotta be a well-rounded fighter at, at this stage of the game. But you know, all things considered, I would much rather just have kickboxing matches with small gloves on. When, but when you had him on the ground, it seemed like. Uh, he was, I don't want to say lost, but was certainly, he was certainly didn't seem to have as much grappling defense as I kind of expected. And were you kind of like taken aback by like, I'm holding this guy, I'm, I'm, I'm on top of this guy, and he's really not doing anything to get out of the ground. Uh, was that just surprising at all? No, it wasn't surprising. I knew, I knew going into the fight, if, if shit came to shit and I had to get it on the ground, then I was going to be, you know, I was going to be safe there. Everything I ever saw from him um, in his previous fights, everything he, he didn't have a time on the ground. He mm-hmm. was really dangerous on the feet, but on the ground he was kind of 
you do it. And I think a lot of that probably comes from, like what you were saying, guys have fought for a while. And when you're not fighting, you get in these patterns of your workouts consistent of hitting pads. Mm-hmm. And I reckon that's kind of the path he was on for quite a while there. Yeah. Uh, so, and um, I, I apologize. I don't remember if it was the first or second round where he took you down, but you managed to sweep him and get him back on the ground. So it, was, it, it seemed like yeah, it seems like you almost had were ten, three, four, five steps ahead of him whenever he would do something. Yeah, he got some shots on you, but like when he would deliver a shot, you'd deliver something harder or a combo even uh, a combo to him. Right, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's what it comes down to is, like, you, you're going to get hit in the shit, you know, you're going to get hit in these fights, you're going you're gonna to give up terrible takedowns sometimes, you just got to be well, willing to switch and move right away and, you know, return fire off the shots, it's, but a lot of it's come from, I've been lucky enough in Ryzen to be active this year, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I was five weeks ago before this one, you know, so I'm still pretty, pretty locked in with my returns and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. so hopefully, you know, we can keep this thing rolling and, and uh, I'll be fighting again, you know, of course yeah um and uh well, let's talk about the second round there was um unfortunate some unfortunate stuff that happened uh some intentional uh, unintentional fouls excuse me um um and what happened was that uh so apparently, the, the, the commentary mentioned that you had grabbed his throat, but I watched, I rewatched the fight. I, I couldn't see that exactly. What, what? I was posting on his, I was posting on his neck, the elbows over the top, and uh, the ref must have thought I was, uh, let's just say, rape choking. I think I thought I was choking him. Okay. I think I was just posting on it, and in reality, at least in the, in the uh, rules back in the West, you can post there, you just can't squeeze. And I think the I think the ref thought I was that was Uh huh. Um, and then um, there wasn't uh, uh there was an inadvertent little blow of a um, I think it was a kick to the ins uh to uh Vitali's um an inside kick. Hmm. And then uh, the when you had him in the corner. But I will take. Yeah, yeah. And then you have it in a corner, and then you were, you were. It looked like it was going to finish in the second round, and then unfortunately, you know, it, you know, needed the balls. And, you know, it's happened before. And, you know, it won't, it won't be the last time it's happened. You know, did you just think that the fight would be ended right there, either by like no contest or a DQ? You know, I was worried, man. I thought he was gonna. I thought, like you said, because I was so close to finishing the fight when it happened. I thought he was looking for a way out. Uh, I think had the fight been seven seconds longer in, they would have gone to the cards. But luckily, that didn't happen. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a nightmare, though, man, because they, uh, you know, he took all of his fights to us, and uh, I was standing in the corner trying to get. You know, stay loose, and then next thing you know, when you get that adrenaline dump and all that lactic acid yes. builds up. And by the time we got out of the corners and came out throwing them off, like they were 500 pounds, and then come uh, come going into the third, I couldn't get my jab going or anything just because my arms were this heavy, you know. Of course. And uh, that's, that's honestly what led to me shooting that takedown there, because there was no way I was going to be able to stand on my feet and be able to turn fire. Mm-hmm. Just that, yeah, five minutes. It's, it's a long time, but once you once your body's gonna heat up and everything, then you gotta cool down and get that lactic acid going. 
and actually, yeah, about that. And so after that, after the knee to the balls, and he took his five minutes. The ref gave you a yellow card. I'm just curious to know about the yellow card system. Is it is it a point? Is it point based deduction, or is it a, a, a based? Uh, they they take away from your purse or something? I, I'm still not 100 percent sure about the yellow cards in Ryzen. It's just as the prize stuff. So it's uh, it's 15 percent of your purse, and it's uh, they they take. Uh, I'm not sure how their school goes, but it makes it. You gotta, you gotta get your ass back in gear if you want to win the fight. I was gonna say, yeah, because I can see it being both a motivation, and, but also just as something that just deflates you after you know you get that yellow card and you're like you just think, oh shit, like it just you, you just. At the end of the day, fifteen percent of your purse and rising is a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> so, it um, you know, I had to go out and get a finish and get it done, and luckily that happened. So. Uh-huh. And um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, the third round, um, you got you got actually it was a beautiful takedown. You just picked him up and just slammed him. It was actually a really great takedown. Um, and then got mount and then just elbows from hell as I call them. And you split him open. It was it was, and this is what happened. And I was really surprised how it it ended by referee stoppage by bleeding. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I I figured they would go to the doctor. They would look at him, but then the referee. Um, looked at him and was like, "Nope, you're not continuing." He stopped it. He had he had, he he stood you up. You went to neutral corner. He looked at Vital. He was like, "Nope, it's done." And that's how the fight ended. I got man. They uh, like what they didn't just pull the Japanese stop the fight on that one. They they would have stopped that fight. In the, they would stop that fight in the last two. It was he um he probably took 15 stitches underneath his eyebrow like across the eyelid and stuff. So it was it was a bad one. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it seemed at the end you it, it was you didn't seem too happy with how it ended. That's so that's how it seemed like at the time. You know, like, I'll take a cut. Like it's not like, it's not a bullshit thing. Like I cut his face open. You know, I I, be, I won the fight. I was, I was just upset with the way that the uh, the second half was gone with that uh, with that five minute stoppage. In there. That that's not the type of fights that I want to put on where the fans where the fans and people at home are having to sit around and. You know they're getting bored and wrestling and shit like that. I don't, I don't want those kind of fights. I want, I want the fights where everybody's up on the edge of their seats and their butt holes are quivering. You know, yeah. you know what's gonna happen next. And you know when it's when it's five minutes, man, it can be the greatest fight in the world. But if people gotta wait five minutes for it, it's like, hey, I don't want to be part of shit like that. Of course. I, I was upset with that. I was upset with myself over that moving balls because, like you said, I was in route to a finish and had a mental lapse. Yeah. And ended up doing that. You know, it's just. I automatically start breaking stuff down after the fight. You know, even my girl was asking, she's like, what's wrong with you? You won. I was like, I just wasn't super happy with the way the fight went, you know? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a finish. It's, you know, it's a TKO. I'll take it. I guess a guy, like you said, who hasn't lost in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, what's that? So you said that that fight would have been stopped in the West. But, like, it's funny because when I look, remember fights like... Um, it was uh was it BJ Penn and uh, Joe Stevenson where BJ Penn just ripped Stevenson's like head open with a elbow and you know Diego Sanchez you know basically bleeds in every fight so like I was actually surprised that like the referee like I don't know maybe I'm just I don't know it just seems like in Japan they do stop when there is a, a cut to the eye. Blood but the thing is like what you're saying with like that Diego Sanchez BJ Penn cut those ones those are up on the up on the forehead. Oh okay. Uh, affecting his vision, and they're not. There's no. De- there's no chance of like uh, permanent damage to the eye. Gotcha. Anytime there's a permanent damage to the eye, they immediately get you. Like if you look at uh, with uh, Cowboy and uh, shit, who Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Blue out of, 
Anytime there's a chance of damage to the eye, they, they get they say, no, 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 you're done. It's time to get out of here. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I th I do think the fight delivered. You know, definitely had a lot of hype behind it. I'm surprised it was only the fourth fight in the card. Um, I was surprised it was on the card too, but I, I doubt that. I doubt that. I think I think those days are over. So. Well, I, 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 I just because just like the hype behind the fight, it just seemed like it would be the fight that you maybe would have either like. I know they were gonna have the three Japanese guy, other the three main event uh, Japanese fights. I figured it'd be. Skirlov on this, so they decided that they're. They're trying to pump him up for uh, that next series crap. Uh, and, and actually, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, that was another white had white fight that happened. Did you happen to see that fight that happened? Yeah, see it happen. I did. I, uh, you know, I was in the back warming up at that game. He's a monster. He's um, he's impressive. I think style is a very, very interesting matchup. Mm -hmm. I think it, uh, I think it, it creates a very interesting fight for not only people to watch, but also for the shakedown and the light heavyweight division. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Now I know I know you don't you're not calling fires out anymore. You're not into that, but ideally, <laughs> I ideally, how many fights would you like to have before you ha would like to have a rematch, Jerry? What would be your ideal uh, situation? Ideal, I'd like probably two more before before I had the title shot against them. Uh, just you know, I want to get it to move. Of really being on it, but you know, at the end of the day, man, we're gonna make money. So if they want to throw the right, the right paper at me, if I'm gonna do it tomorrow, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Man. Of course. <laughs> Uh, did has did uh, uh Sakaki Barasan or Shingo? Did they say we're looking to have you fight one more fight this this year, or is, is that what the goal is? I I don't I don't want to get you in trouble or anything, but you know, is there anything that you can say without getting in trouble? Well, I will be back this year, one hundred percent. I think it's just a matter of who against and what date. But I will definitely be back this year. I can't wait to be back. I'm gunning for New Year's Eve. Hopefully, mm -hmm. that's what I would like to do. But everybody who fights for Ryzen wants to fight on New Year's Eve. So, you know, you're not necessarily going to get that. Everybody wants to that part. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens, man. But I'm definitely back this year. The only thing about that, though, is that there are rumors that it's going to be a Ryzen and Bellator show. So you may not be fighting a Ryzen fighter. You might be, you could be funny. fighting a Bellator yeah. guy. Somebody's old heads. <laughs> um... But uh, well, I also wanted to ask, uh, you know, um, about uh, Will Brooks, your friends. Um, yeah. What happened? What What happened with that whole Battlefield thing? I've heard so many things, and I have no idea what's going on with Battlefield. He's gonna come over. Okay. He asked. He asked about the uh, about Battlefield. Oh, Battlefield. Okay. <laughs> hey. My man is. I have to say nothing but nice things for the rest of my career. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really speak on that one. Oh, okay, okay. Cause you know there. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I heard a lot of bullshit that was happening with that promotion, and it was just—it sounded like a total clusterfuck. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching it the night before my fight. I was sitting in the hotel room watching it. It was 
from what six people in the stands who were fighting. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, man. It was, it was, uh, was a weird, it was a weird little thing going on at the end zone, you know. Uh, this is MMA, man. We, this is a, it's a crazy job, right? Like, <laughs> I always search people can do this job and. Well, hopefully you can get the rise in, you know, where you don't have to deal with this bullshit, you know, you can deal with a professional organization. Yeah, oh, well, because also, you know, I don't know if you, uh, I remember a few, uh, a while ago, Damian Brown, well, you and him were going at it on Twitter, and it seemed like, uh, Going, it seemed like the fans liked it. I had a lot of Japanese fans that following me on uh, Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And we were getting super jazzed up about that one. And, uh, you know, it's in the name, and it might hit, it might not hit. But you never know, it might happen in the future. I hear everybody talking about this, this New Year's Eve car. Hell, I'll get out there and put a beat on that old man and uh, actually, speaking of the Japanese fans, uh, Jake, I wanted to ask. I saw that on your Instagram. You posted uh, some fans gave you like a gift or like it was like a little toy or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a little yeah, bit. Man. Yeah, they, yeah, the guy he made like a freak magnet. I had a fan make a freak magnet for me. Like he painted it himself, and then um, had a, a, a woman give gave me and my missus uh, some Japanese fans. Then I got the one guy that every fight he comes and he brings me a DVD that he made of the last fight. So every time I get, I get like, uh, I have like, like DVDs of the fights. The Japanese fans are the best, man. They show up, my first one out there fight uh, Fury. They handed me, I was cutting weight and I couldn't eat it. They handed me a bunch of like cookies and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Sure, man. The, uh, the golf clap, bro. That's the only thing. <laughs> you get a golf clap and do something. It's funny, I talked I talk to John Wayne Parr last week, and he said that the most the, the most interesting exchange he had with a Japanese fan was, uh, he was in a hotel or something, and a fan, uh, he meets a fan, and the fan just starts bowing down to him, just starts getting on his knees and crying, like he's a god, and you don't hear... It's just so funny how, like, you know, the different perspectives of, like, of the American fans, you know, as soon as, like, you lose a fight, they turn on you. But the Japanese fans, no matter what, they're with you all the time. I can't tell you the shit that I've had people say to me on Twitter. Because I was, I was, I said something about, like, oh, my God, after all you UFC shows, I'm done watching the robots fight, turn on my TV and watch my and next thing you know, I'm just getting modern fighting. So the guy, the, the guy who got kicked out of top twice is calling UFC fighters shows. And it's like, geez, bro, I'm joking, man. And you know what? It, you know what it is in, in, in the states. And I love, I love the fans in the states. I've had a lot of great fans in the states. Where, uh, <laughs> even with like during that stretch where things got a little weird in my career, there's still a lot of good fans that have my back and still got my back. But in the States, you have a lot of like casual fans that don't know what's going on, so it's easy for them to be like, oh, you suck, and uh, shit on you after a bad situation, you know, so that's what it is, man, like, welcome to America, you know, mm -hmm. this is America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> know, Actually, curious to know, uh, also, Jake, where would you rank this this win, uh, this finish on 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 your on your on just your resume of finishes? Do you put it like top three, top five? Just like how brutal it was, and just like it basically. Blood, blood. I mean, it was definitely the bloodiest one I've had. I, I prefer if he was sleeping. 
But also in terms of just uh, th this was a just a th almost three and a half rounds of almost just domination by you. It was it was certainly I think the best you've looked at like th like you looked like a like a, a, a what do you call it a clear cut uh, MMA fighter in this. I, I mean that as a compliment. I mean that as a comp like you looked you had the uh, all the tools like you had the grappling and the wrestling and the uh, stand up. So like it looked this was like I think this is like the best you've looked like. Since, like, the jury fight, honestly. Well, I appreciate that, bro. You know, it's like, I mean, I finally got everything kind of dialed back in again. You know, we're uh, making everything work. I think this move out to Australia has actually been really good for me, man. They, I can kind of focus on, you know, the training I need to get done. I got a really good group of guys out there around me. So it's just, you know, shit's starting to come together. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what happens, you know, whether I fight Ivan or whether I fight Jury or, you know, maybe I fight somebody from Bellator. Uh, one of the other old guys. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what I put together next. I think it's uh, shit's kind of just on the upswing right now, you know. And, and unfortunately, it took ten years to get here, but we we finally here, baby. Oh no! <laughs> hey, listen, you, hey, listen. You know, people don't. You know, people just they blossom at different stages. Some people just don't start off good, and then they just get better. If you look at some Japanese fighters at their records, you'll see like, oh, they start off with five losses, and then just went wow. on like to like winning streaks after that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. It's crazy. But it, uh, the, uh, it was an amazing. It was actually uh, one, one of the uh, best fights on the card. Unfortunately, Ogi Kubo and Matoya stole the show. Unfortunately, I, that's what I have to say. I don't know if you saw their fight. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I'm curious. So, like, what are you going to be doing between now and when? Uh, I guess uh, when your next fight is. Do you going to go back to training after you come back from Indonesia, or are you gonna? Do you have any Muay Thai fights that you're going to be doing? No, I um, so I got get a couple more days out here in Bali. Uh, we're gonna head out to an island uh, and then come back. And uh, I'm back, then I'm back to uh, Australia. Gonna jump back in again and wait to hear from Shingo. Shingo, call me. Um, to know if I am gonna when I'm gonna be fighting. If I'm not fighting in October, I am getting on a plane to Europe. We're going to Oktoberfest. Gonna try and beat my Levenstein record. <laughs> if I if I am in October, we're right back to the training camp. Mrs. Uh, and I were actually sitting on the beach yesterday. She said, she said hey, you know, if, we go, if you're fighting in October, we are right back in the fight camp as soon as we get back. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that is kind of back-to-back-to-back camps. <laughs> hey, well, you just save all of your – oh, actually, you did say you wanted beer and pizza after your fight. Did you wind up doing beer and pizza? I did. I did. I got a, I've definitely done the beers. Uh, I don't know if that's too much pizza yet, have I? Couple craft ones. That's that one thing, man. I love Southeast Asia. I love Southeast Asia, but there's just crap for pizza out here. Nope. So luckily, when I get back to when I get back to Oz, they uh they have one thing I will give the Australians they can do it all the pizza. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I no, I've had pizza in Japan, and it and like the 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 I have to. It's it's not the same. It's not the same. It's yeah. Love the sushi. Love the ramen. Can't get it. It's the absolute best there, but. Like they, you, know, they, you know, they do what they do really well, but they some of the other shit is. I'm just gonna leave that for the leave that for Batanis. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, just a non MMA question. Curious to know since uh, you did come out as Saturday Night Fever and uh, Star Wars from Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Top Gun uh, last year. Um, so I'm just curious to know what are some of your favorite movies? Man, you know I love the Predator. When I was a kid, that was like my favorite movie. Uh, Top Gun was always one of my favorite movies. 
Uh, I do love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Really looking forward to that coming out again. Uh, so again, I, I like a lot of different stuff. I find myself watching a lot of Harry Potter. Hmm. <laughs> it's all in the background all the time in my house. Uh, and then, like, I really like, uh, like, I like, like, Snatch, you know, uh, Rock and Roll, uh, that sort of thing. The, the, guy, the Guy Ritchie crime heist. I like the stuff. Uh, I never pegged you for a Harry Potter person. That's... Oh, love it. I went to the Harry Potter world in, in Osaka last time. I was with Japan. Didn't fit on a single ride, but it was, I went. <laughs> oh, is this the one? Yeah, this is the one you couldn't fit on any of the rides, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, who hey, you know what? Maybe we'll see a Harry Potter entrance. I have to get everybody on broomsticks. Get the whole Quidditch team out there. Oh yeah, no, yes, you're gonna, you have to bring out a whole Quidditch team. You, you have to, uh, you're gonna have to up it, up the game now. It just can't be you. And you... Man, I try, I try to tell Shingo I want to, I want to, uh, I want to repel into the into the ring, Mission Impossible style. But he said, he said only Inoki's uh, allowed to do that. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. That's only only Inoki's allowed to do that. Holy shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jake, uh, it's, it's great talking to you. I want to give you an opportunity to plug, but yeah. Pl- uh, yeah, pl- plug, uh, your, your team, your social media. Um, I hope you, I don't know if you have sponsors yet. You're still looking for sponsors, but plug it all away. Hey, uh, guys, follow me on Twitter at JTune. I am now tweeting in Japanese also, so you can pay attention to that. Uh, on Instagram at HoneyBearMMA. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody at my gym at Absolute MMA, um, and to Chingo and Takaki Barasan. Hope I see you guys soon. And uh, Japan, I love you. And actually, I'm sorry. One quick question: We did talk about uh, uh, the UFC f- uh, fight between John Jones and uh, your uh, your boy uh, Tiago uh, Silva. Oh, so Tiago Santos, excuse me. And um, unfortunately, Santos did not win, but he came pretty darn close to winning, and with no knees. What did you think of that? Fu- what do you think of that fight? Sons of bitches on earth, and I hope he comes back healthy and gets another crack at Jones. I don't know if he's gonna get another crack at Jones. I, I Jones is going pro- That's a fight he's gonna want to stay away from. Yeah, but man, he's he, he proved he is tough as hell, and to be to have a blown, completely shredded knee and still throwing that leg is a, that is a savage maneuver. PCL, MCL, ACL. I don't know if he. I think I think every muscle in his leg was was just torn to shreds. I think he broke his tibia also. I didn't even know. I didn't even hear. Oh. I have no idea how he was walking. Like just walking and just like. He's a madman. Is, is that how? Is it, like you've trained with him before. Is that how he is? Does he one of those guys who like he'll come? He'll still train with like both arms in a sling and like in a wheel. He's just a tough guy. It's like I said last time, you know, he was. Um... He was in the British, or not the British, the uh, Brazilian Special Forces, or something like that. Those, all those cats, they're just, they've got something different going on up here. They, you know, the, the Thiago's and the Tim Kennedys of the world and stuff. Those guys are just, they're on another level. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if you heard Joe Rogan's uh, thing about the, uh, about the parasites in uh, Brazil and. Yeah, it makes them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he has, maybe Thiago has that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jake. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the rest of Indonesia. Hopefully no bullshit happens. No more bullshit happens. You come back safe to Australia, and we get to see you fight again. Hopefully New Year's Eve, if not earlier, and or you know just both. You know, have a, a fight in October and in New Year's. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you again for uh, for talking. If anybody wants to see the fight, Fight TV 
Fight.tv, Jake Hune, Jake, uh, I don't know what to call you now, Honey Bear, Star Wars, Tony Monero, I don't know what to call you anymore. Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, uh, Hune, uh, beat Vitaly Shemitov, third round, TKO, great fight, great hype behind the fight, it is, it was truly the people's main event, and, uh, can't wait to talk to you again, Jake. Thanks, brother. And, uh, to tell Will, I also say, uh, thank you for the, uh, impromptu interview. Absolutely, Will. Appreciate it again, take care. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem.